Christ in this point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone, the new is here. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation, that God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Thank you, Warren. Well, I haven't done this before, so I appreciate your patience with me as I bring a message to you. What's that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got one for you. <laughs> Lord, we thank you for bringing us together. Lord, we thank you for the message you've laid in my heart to bring today. We ask you to bless it and give us a takeaway, something that we can apply to our lives today. In Christ's name, amen. So I wasn't sure really what I was going to do, but um, this month has five Sundays, which means there's one more than usual. Um, so I figured it was New Year's, and, uh, and it's a new, I mean, a new, well, we always do uh, New Year's resolution, right? Who, who does New Year's resolutions? Is anybody anymore? Or do we give up on them, right? We probably give up on them because it lasts for about as long as it is to like figure out what it's going to be. And then it's like, nah, I'm not going to do that. But um, I want to know whose New Year's resolution it was that winter is over before it started. And then I want to know how you did it. <laughs> because I was going to wear a Hawaiian shirt today, but I didn't want to dig one out of a box. But... Uh, you know, what, what do we resolve typically, right? There, there are a lot of things that are really common that, that you always hear about, and there are a lot of the same things. We're going to show those here. There are 10, the top, I think it was the top 10 list, and we're going to have the whole list on, um, on our Facebook page. Here, here's a lot of the same things, right? Exercise more, lose weight, get organized, learn a new hobby, save more, spend less, quit something, whether it's smoking or food or whatever, spend more time with family, travel more, read more. We're always trying to do more, right? We're always trying to do more, and sometimes it seems like, what are we trying to do? This is just crazy, right? I mean, think of just the average December, how crazy that is. We were talking earlier about, um, we have a dinner group that usually meets every month, but we took December off because December is already crazy, and we don't need to add another thing just for the sake of adding another thing. We're always trying to do more. Um, we decide not to do a big Christmas meal because our daughters and their significant others had two meals to go to and all this different. It's like, we're not going to do a big meal just to do a big meal. So we didn't. We just kept it low-key. But as a new year begins, we're, all, we're one day or one year closer to something, Right? So what is it we're usually closer to? The day we die, right? Or the day that Christ comes is one. 
the day when we shall stand before the Lord in judgment. That's another thing that we're either a day or a year closer to. 2 Corinthians 5.10 tells us, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, for that each of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. We're also one day closer to the Lord saying, Come you who, come you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Come good and faithful servant, right? Or we're one day closer to the Lord saying, Depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. It's kind of that, get behind me, Satan, right? So we're one day closer to a thumbs up or a thumbs down, maybe. So because we're, we're looking at, at what, we're, what we're getting closer to, right? We have to kind of think, well, where are we now? So what, is, what does it mean about how we've used our last year, right? Because when you think about, I need to exercise more it's probably because you've exercised less. And it's when you think back about, oh, I didn't do enough of something, I need to do more of something, is usually how that, that New Year's resolution comes back. So let's, let's look at how we've used the past year. Let's suggest something we can do different, right? So, so that's, you know, the better time, better use of our time that we have left is kind of what we're, what we're looking at. So as we look back and ponder where we were, have we drawn, or how has our relationship with God and Christ improved? Right? So have we, have we gotten better at that? Have we drawn nearer to God? James 4.8, come near to God and he will come near to you. Wash your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. So a close relationship with anybody depends on communication, right? Does anybody have like a favorite aunt or uncle? Can you, can you think of somebody, a favorite aunt or uncle? Can you think of somebody who's not a favorite aunt or uncle? Maybe the other side of that. If you don't want to raise your hand, if they're in the room, you can do that. No. <laughs> but what's the difference between the two? Is it how much you talk to them, how much you see them? Is it, um, is it just how much time you spend with them, how much interaction you have? It's how much communication overall, right? I always joke with uh, one of my nieces that she's my favorite niece. She's not my only niece, but, you know, sometimes she says, you know, when I joke, because I'm always telling dad jokes, well, you're not my favorite uncle anymore, even though I know I am. But it's communication, right? I'll, I'll see her across the street at my brother's house and I'll go over and talk to her and see what's going on and say hi to her dog that's, you know, got a spot in my heart. But it's effective communication. So when we communicate with that favorite uncle or aunt, we're talking to them, they're talking with us, right? So thinking about this last year with God and has that relationship improved, have we talked to God? Have we let him talk to us? So when he talks to us, it's through his word. 
So how have we done with being in his word? How have we talked to him and improved that communication? How has our prayer with him, our dialogue with him, how has that gone this past year? That's the question that we ask. Because whenever we look at wanting to do something more, right, we have to look back. So where, where were we so we know where to go, right? I'm lost. Where are we? Where were we? Where are we going, right? So in the past year, how has our relationship improved with fellow believers? Has our love for one another improved? 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 tells us, Now about your love for one another, we did not need to write to you, for, your, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all of God's family through Macedonia. We urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more. So there was an encouragement to do more and more because then you know that favorite uncle or aunt better, right? You, you, the, the more you do to culture a relationship, the better that relationship gets. The same goes with, with God, with believers, with non-believers. So when we look at how has our relationship with maybe the people in this, in this room, how has it been? Have I been in your home? Have you been in their home? Have we sat around and had a cup of coffee? Have we done something? Um, and, and do we even know who we are? Each year brings new members to the family of God, maybe new members to our church family. So if we look across the room right now, I bet you can find three people you don't know the names of. So that's an example where if I don't even know your name, I want to ask your name. So there's our resolution forward, right? But we're still, we're still reflecting on the past. So in the past year, how has our relationship been with those in the world improved? Maybe the non-believers. We have an important responsibility to those in the world that are told in Matthew 5, 13 through 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people hide a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see the good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So that chapter in Matthew tells us first to be a positive influence. You are the salt of the, of the earth. You are what gives the earth its flavor, right? You are the salt of the earth. That's our, that's our charge, right? That's the, the task we're given. Be the flavor in a relationship. Be the one that encourages, you know? How many relationships are, well, I'm the only one that calls. It's like, then you call, <laughs> right? It's like, if you wait for them to call you and they've never called you before, chances are they're not gonna change. We're to be the salt of the earth. We're the one to be that flavor. 
The verse in Matthew also says, to demonstrate a better, a better way, that we are the light of the world, right? That we are the light of the world, that maybe we're that, that example. Maybe we're the favorite uncle that the nieces and nephews or, or kids look to, right? We have to be that light. So we don't hide our light, right? We, we have this faith and this belief in, in Christ, but we have to let people see it, right? Not hide it like they said, but put it up so it can be seen. Not just by those in the room either, right? In the house where that lamp is. But if you put a lamp by the window, people that go by, they can see it as well, right? So our influence is, that's really saying to our community, right? So how was that in this past year? Are we like most of our neighbors today that we live next door and we don't know their name? Or we don't know if, I mean, how many people maybe live in the house next door? It's pretty common, right? Unfortunately. So as we look in the past year, another year has gone by. Have we made good use of the time the Lord's given us? Or have we wasted it? It's probably common that, you know, because we're always critical of ourselves, right? So we're always thinking, oh, I should have said something to this person, or I should have said hi to that person. I didn't know their name. I should have introduced myself, right? We can always criticize ourselves, and we always will because that's what we do. But Paul also shared in Philippians 3, 13 and 14, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. Another version also says, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. So what he's doing is he's, he's kind of saying the way, I, the way I understood that was, I don't have it figured out yet, but, right? So, so if you think of that, brethren, I haven't figured it out yet, but one thing I do know, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward, to those things which are ahead, I press forward to the goal for the prize of the upward call of Christ, of God in Christ Jesus. So what they're saying here is, I know what the past was, but I'm not looking at the past, right? If, if, you're, if you're playing soccer and you go and you kick one towards the goal and it goes way where it's not supposed to, you don't just stand and look at it. Because where's everybody else? They're gone back down to the other end. But that's what we do. I missed that goal. Yeah, I didn't do real good on that. And sometimes there's others next to us too, right? That passage is saying, you don't do that. You turn around and you keep, you keep playing the game, right? Follow the ball, right? The ball's moving around. But no, we're over here. Yeah, I really missed that. Oh, here they come again. Yeah, yeah they made a goal down there. That's kind of what we do, right? It, and we laugh at it, but, I mean, that's really what we do. It's kind of funny. I mean, because I laugh at funny stuff, and some of it's not funny, but... Um, so with this attitude of turning around and following the ball, for the year ahead, what can we resolve to do to improve that relationship that we talked about? The three, right? Relationship with God, with believers and non-believers. 
resolve to draw near God and Christ by having a daily reading program of God's living and abiding word. Hebrews 4.12 tells us, for the word of God is alive and active, like a ball moving around that you got to follow. Sharper than any two-edged sword, it penetrates even to divining soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. So part of this good communication that we talked about, right, is, is having, a, having a way that we're reading God's word. There's a, there's a lot of ways. It used to be the only way was by reading these words, and then they had studies in the middle which were really helpful, or other scripture that it referred to, and they kind of added to this. Well, I didn't bring my phone because I shouldn't have, but our phone now, or our iPad, has so many things that can help us read that word or understand that word. Um, the Bible app, how many have heard of or have used the Bible app before? So the Bible app, you can go through and you can pick, like you can follow along the scriptures, you can read that. Or you can say, I think today I'm going to read from John 15. I'm going to read John 15. But part of that Bible app are also reading plans that can help guide you through studying the word. You can, you can start a reading plan that maybe gets you through the whole Bible in a year or three years or a chronological one that kind of jumps around, but it, it follows the story chronological. And when you apply to those plans, you know, like any app on your phone, you can say, yeah, tell me when I'm not doing it, right? Send me a notification because then it pops up and says, time to read your, your, you know, your daily. That's helpful, right? That's like my wife being there when she's not, <laughs> right? <laughs> but but it, it makes it helpful to develop that habit to help improve that good communication, right? Um, the Bible Gateway is another, is another example um, of a way to do that. And I, I mentioned that this used to be the only way you could do that. Well, then as technology evolves, not just in the computer, but the radio, 91.5 has um, people who talk, it's like listening to different sermons or sermonettes all the time. And there's a slide for that that we're going to show. The programming for 91.5, no? Oh, okay, just reboot it and go, we'll try it again. <laughs> so with 91.5, the light radio network, you've, a lot of you have probably heard it or flipping through your, your radio, but they would have Dr. Jeremiah and, and they would have all these, you know, focus on the family programs and Saturday morning would be uh, Adventures in Odyssey, which is like a, a, a thing for kids that's really good. And if you miss that at 10 o'clock, then you gotta wait until either the next day or if it's Adventures in Odyssey, it's only on on Saturdays. But now, if you like Alistair Begg because of his Scottish accent, I think, or Irish maybe, then you, know, you, can, go to, you can go and listen to him all day, right? Because he has a podcast of all those sermons. So if, if there's somebody you connect with, Joyce Meyer, you know, whoever it is, you can go and you can subscribe to their podcast and it'll say, oh, by the way, there's another podcast waiting for you to listen to, right? It's my wife being there when she's not, right? But saying that something that you want to listen to is there for you and it's ready to be listened to. 
And uh, go back to the previous one if you could. It's not, it's not yeah. Yeah, technology problems. But subscribing to the podcast is a way that can reinforce what you do here. It shouldn't take the place of, but it can certainly help understand by just sharing life experience and how it's applied. So subscribing to one of those podcasts is something that we can do better moving forward, that we can resolve to do new in the year so that we improve our communication by letting God speak to us in more than one way, right? By being diligent in prayer, Hebrew 4, 14 through 16 tells us, therefore, since we have a great high priest who has ascended into heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold firmly to the faith, the faith we profess. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to empathize with our weaknesses, but we have one who has been tempted in every way, just as we are, yet we did not sin. Yet he did not sin. I was going to say, wait a minute. Uh, let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So I like the part that it says there, for we don't have a high priest who is unable to empathize, empathize with our weaknesses. Why is that? Because Christ came as man. He was tempted many times, many times, so that, it, so that he understands where we are. He understands that we're still looking at that goal we missed, and the ball's over here. He understands because he's lived here as a man, right? So be diligent in our prayer. And, you know, kind of goes back to, I'm jumping back a little bit, but the Bible app, when you go in to read it, and say you're, you're picking John 15, you can hit play and it will read it to you. So if you're driving along in your car and you open the app and you have the data or whatever, you can hit play and you can listen to it while you're driving. That's better than listening to anything else that is gonna be on <laughs> your radio, right? Um, you can also listen to those podcasts. The beauty of a podcast is you can take it with you on your phone, you can listen to it while you're driving, while you're doing chores around the house, anywhere you go, you can, you can do that. That's, that's one of the beauties of podcasts. And all of our messages that we do are made into podcasts as well. So sometimes, like, I, I get distracted because we're doing so many things during the service that I'll go and listen to it later in the day. Even though I was here, but just to be able to focus on it, it's nice to have that to go back to. But in that Bible app, there are also devotions you can do on prayer. How can I be better at prayer? There, there are devotions on, and, and daily plans on so many things to help you right where you are with what you, you, know, you would connect with best. Uh, there's even like a New Year's plan. There's like a four-day plan. Who couldn't do that, right? There's a devotion and a couple of scriptures. Four days and you're done, and then you can m move on and do another one. It just adds that variety that's a spice of life, right? So God talks to us through his word. We talk to him through prayer. That's two ways, right? It's not that he's going to be our favorite uncle, but he'll be our favorite father, right? Because that kind of goes back to that communication that we talked about earlier. Um, you can't be the only, or he can't be the only one that reaches out to you. You've got to reach out to him too. 
So how do we resolve to be closer to believers? Making a point to learn someone's name across the room, those three people that you, that you shook your head saying, yeah, there's three people, I don't know their names. Um, maybe invite them for coffee. Maybe stay after and have coffee in the back. Um, do something to not just acknowledge, yeah, I should, I should ask that person their name, but no, I'm not going to. I'm just going to, yeah, I didn't do that. Yeah. Life is, and the ball's already moved on, right? But, but we're called to love each other. So, you, I mean, if you're going to love someone, at least you should know their name. Maybe you visit somebody different um, each month. You know, we have, some of us are in dinner groups where three or four families will get together once a month, unless it's December, that's already crazy. But dinner groups, just to get to know somebody that we see every Sunday or every other Sunday, but we don't really know them. We don't really know them, who they are, their kids, their, their family, their situation. Um, knowing about somebody's life makes it easier to love them because you know how you can. How can I... How can I speak into someone's life? Some, sometimes it's a plate of cookies. You know, I remember this, this dear old saint, she was 90 years old, and she was like, I can't do things, I can't do ministry like I can, but I was like, but hon, you can bake the wo- most wonderful chocolate chip cookies and give them to people is love, right? All looks different for all of us. And how do we get to know non-Christians better? It's really the same way. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people. Not just people who are like us, but people who are not like us as well. Especially those who belong to the family of believers. But we're also charged to do what? To go and make disciples, right? We have, we have something great in our faith because of, because of the hope that it gives us. that The opportunities that, that we have for peace and happiness if we have that, why wouldn't we want to share it, right? And maybe the way you start doing that is by loving on somebody. Build meaning, meaningful relationships. Um, you know, when we have all the little kids running around here, there's nothing that pleases me more when they say, there's Uncle Jim, because then I just want to snuggle on them babies. Sophie's two, right? She's a snuggler too. But what a blessing they are. Build meaningful relationships. And then when we do, it gives us more opportunities that we can share the hope that we have. Right? First um, Peter 3.15 says, always be prepared for the reason to, to share the reason for the hope that we have. Always be prepared. And we're not talking about big stuff here, right? To, to resolve to be, to be better moving forward. We're talking about doing, here's where we are now. We're going to just add one degree of something different, right? One, one little change in maybe a reading program. How much time do we spend on Facebook? Maybe you could subtract off 15 minutes, right? Like I could, and add that reading plan instead. One degree over time. Can, can make a huge difference in your outcome. And I actually, I, I wanted to figure out, well, what would one degree be? So I, I got a Google map and I said, okay, if you start in San Francisco and you're going to fly to New York, right, a plane traveling at, no, it's not one of those. 
if, if a plane was going to go from San Francisco to Plattsburgh, and then you change one degree from San Francisco, you're going to end up in Mineville instead. Okay? Plattsburgh, Mineville. Nothing against Mineville, but Plattsburgh or Mineville, there's a big difference. 40 miles maybe, right? By doing just one small change. So one small change over a year, and maybe next year you do another, another percent or two, right? The direction and outcome that that can have for you and for your relationship with Christ, your relationship with believers and non-believers is huge. I'll have the worship team come up. So we want to increase our closer relationships with God that will bless our lives, bless the church, bless the community, and to create a clear conscience when a year from now we look back again, right? Time is a precious commodity given by God. It's like a vapor, and it's gone, right? I was, I was saying to somebody this morning, it's like, Sophie just turned two. So now you've got to get ready for high school graduation. And they're like, stop! But time is a vapor, right? So there's no better time than the present. I'll share this poem for you. A new year, a new beginning. The old year ends, a new begins, with pages clean and new. And what is written on each page will now depend on you. You can't relive the year that's past, erasing every wrong. For once a year or a day is spent, it is forever gone. But don't give up in dark despair if you, if you have failed some test. Seek God's forgiveness and resolve henceforth to do your best. Resolve each precious day to do things good, kind, and pure. Though the days and years may pass away, these things shall still endure. You know not where your path may lead, nor what is beyond the hill. But know that God walks on your side if you will do his will. All these things are possible with God. Though days be bright or dim, so do your best and know that you can leave the rest to him.